Welcome to a Prevent Connect podcast, where we explore the prevention of violence against women. This is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault. Hello, this is Ashley Meyer with Prevent Connect, and today I'm here with Kate from the Women's Freedom Center in Brattleboro, Vermont. Hi, Kate. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Ashley. Thanks for inviting us to participate in the program. Oh, you are welcome. We're the domestic and sexual violence organization in the southeastern corner of Vermont, and our organization is a feminist organization working for social change to end men's violence against women and children. And in your efforts to prevent sexual and domestic violence, you actually run a camp for girls. We do. We run a summer camp and have for the past few years for girls entering 7th, 8th, and ninth grade. And the overall thinking of the camp, because of the gendered nature of domestic and sexual violence, is about empowering young women. So, yeah, the last three years we've had a camp, and the overall umbrella concept of the camp is healthy relationships. Healthy relationships for the girls themselves, with their friends, family, dating partners, and it's been a lot of fun. And I know that focus on empowerment has really meant a lot to the girls. I heard some of your programming and some of your program participants talking about how the camp really helped them realize their agency and that they're agents of change. Exactly. You know, we cover a broad range of topics during the week, everything from media literacy, deconstructing the messages that young women are taught through our culture, as well as, you know, looking at healthy relationships, teen dating, what happens with teen dating violence, how prevalent it is. I believe the statistic is one in three teenage girls either know someone or they themselves are in a relationship that has been abusive. And we also know that girls between the ages of 16 and 24 are at most risk for being injured in a relationship, a dating relationship. So trying to, on the front side, do some prevention work around that is the purpose of our camp. And, you know, the social change piece of our organization is not just giving girls information, but also enabling them to think about what they themselves want to create and how they might want to make some change in what's happening in their lives. And by doing so, you know, some things and activities that we do, for example, the very first day, we get together, we share our common life experiences as women and also recognize our differences. And with that, we take the girls on a 45-minute hike that goes up across the river from the communities where we live. And the girls have bullhorns. And when they get up on top of the mountain, they get to use their voice and yell out and echo through the valley whatever they want to say about how wonderful it is to be a young woman. So that's just one way. Teenage girls, adolescents at this age have a tendency to lose their voices, and our camp is about keeping their voice and finding ways that they can use it. Another thing they did specific to using their voices is we, at the end of the camp, the girls put together a PSA. We have our camp in two different communities, and each community has a radio station. So they were able to put together whatever it was they had taken from the camp and speak on air to the community. So that was really fun for them as well, hearing their voices on the radio. And some girls were hesitant even when we got in there to to speak, but as they saw their friends participating, they jumped in. So it was really great. Such a great way to really show them that their voices are powerful because the voices of girls and women are powerful. And, you know, I'm 
struck by the way you've really focused on empowerment and really honoring what it means to them to be girls because I think so often in our prevention programming, when we're engaging girls, we're engaging them to almost overcome weaknesses. We tend to focus on, oh, you need better boundaries and things like that. But that's not what you're doing. No, it's more about recognizing their strengths and sort of accentuating those so they feel very comfortable. I think there's some positive results of having an all-girls group where, you know, they're very comfortable with themselves. You know, as the week unfolds, you can see the relationships forming, their trust, what they're willing to share. You know, the camp day runs from 9 until 3, and having teenage girls for six hours a day, five days in a week, that's 30 hours, where you can really, like, sit and just give them the opportunity to think outside of a school environment to be themselves and really encourage them to be themselves and not think about changing who they are to fit in with all the different stereotypes and expectations that are out there for young women. So we really encourage that. Well, and that's norms change, which is what we need to prevent sexual and domestic violence. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting the differences that arise also out of being in a school environment working with the young women and or outside in the summer, you know, just the relaxed environment. I really feel that there's a shift. Typically, there's not a lot of time that's usually available for us when we go into schools. There may be an hour in any given day, or we may attend and do a longer day of, you know, extensive workshops or something, but typically it's an hour a day you know, once a week for so many weeks. So it's a great opportunity to have the girls for that length of time. And you really get to know them on a much different level and, you know, meet them where they're at. Really, part of our camp, we offer what is called a red tent conversation. And when we initially designed the camp, we had that conversation the first year for about two hours. And what we quickly learned was that it's the red tent conversation is about healthy sexuality, using their voices, safe sex, what a healthy relationship looks like. And what has happened is that conversation has expanded from just the two-hour time frame to into the afternoon. And, you know, we set it up. It's really fun. We bring red fabric and have fabrics on the floor with pillows and candles and chocolate and tea and twinkle lights. And we just sit and have great conversation about healthy sexuality. So, you know, those kinds of things, the girls sort of dictated to us the need for those kinds of conversations and the depth in which that conversation could reach, you know, which is wonderful, really wonderful. It sounds like your programming is really informed by the girls. Mm -hmm. Much of it is, much of it is. And, you know, we set out each day with somewhat of a schedule and a plan of what we want to cover, but they have capability of altering that and often do, depending on what's pertinent to them. Because the truth is, if we go in with information we feel is important to them, and for some reason they're not attached to that, we want to address the issues that are important in their lives. And the conversations oftentimes steer in a much different direction than what we thought we were initially going to be speaking about because, you know, you want to meet the kids where they're at. Absolutely. And this also sounds like a great way to engage youth outside of the classroom, outside of that school year. So often individuals who work with youth just aren't sure how to keep them engaged once school's out. 
That's true. And, you know, the truth is, too, some schools have more flexibility about having access to the kids during the school day. And teens are busy, you know, they're involved in after school activities. So finding places where you can have access and share great information, um, we have found that the summer camp has been a great thing for the young women in our communities that we work. Great. Where can folks find out more about the work that you do? We're online. We have a Facebook page, Women's Freedom Center. We also have a website, and it's womensfreedomcenter.net, and, you know, that information is just available online. But we have a Facebook page. Feel free to friend us on that page. It would be great to have friends across the coast. And on the site is not only what we do with teens and summer programming, the work we do in schools, but also the services that we provide for women experiencing domestic and sexual violence. Wonderful. I really encourage listeners to go to that Facebook page. We'll put a link in the blog post and to really connect. That's what Prevent Connect is all about. So I want to thank you. I've been talking to Kate from Women's Freedom Center in Brattleboro, Vermont. Thank you so much, Kate. Yeah, thanks, Ashley. Thank you for listening to this Prevent Connect podcast. Prevent Connect is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault with funding from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The views presented on Prevent Connect are not necessarily the views of the United States government, the CDC, or CalCASA. To learn more about Prevent Connect, visit www.preventconnect.org. For more information about CalCASA's mission or to show your support, visit calcasa.org. That's C-A-L-C-A-S-A dot O-R-G.